The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. Well, good evening and welcome to the Big Footy Power podcast. Bevo here, as always, on a Monday night. I'm joined by my partner in crime, Cam. Uh, good evening to you, Cam. An uh, interesting weekend of footy. Um, unfortunately, not so good for the Magpies and uh, definitely not so good for the Crows fans. Yesterday, of course, the power having the buy. So how did you see the weekend of footy going, mate? Oh, look, mate. Uh, yeah, look, great to be on again tonight, Bevo. Um, yeah, good, good to chat with you. Uh, interesting weekend. I don't know about you, but, uh, I mean, it was, it was great. You know, you don't have to stress over how your team's going to go, win or lose. You know, we've always always got that anticipation when the power play. We didn't have that this weekend. But for me, I felt a bit like lost, to be honest. <laughs> uh, obviously, I watched the Magpies game, and the discipline great way to go in the SNFL. They'll, they'll, they'll sort of, they'll, my idea of switching the play, so they'll, they'll, Kick it across half back. They'll chip it around across half back to one side, and then that side of the field gets choked. Now, my idea of, of switching the play is to create is to create space down the opposite side so that you've got room to run. Yeah. Now, all we would do is we would yeah we we chip it to a flank and then chip it back to the other one, and you watch all the North Adelaide players just go across to that that very same side. So they were really choking us now. They had they gave us pressure around the ball, pressure on the player who had the ball. And again, when we would turn it over, which we would do frequently, they were able to get back to the they were able to get back to the forward line with good, tall, strong leading options. Where we didn't we had nothing to go to in our forward line. We had no height and I'll go into some more of the specifics, but that was how I saw the game. Yeah, because Todd Marshall like was obviously playing his first game in a while and he tried his best, didn't he? But the delivery into the forward line was no good and yeah, you can't really expect too much um, from him, obviously because he's been out of footy for a while and yeah, when you're getting delivery like that and vice versa, like you mentioned before, Alex Barnes, the former Magpie, of course, kicked eight goals and, you know, he showed how much of a star he is and it's funny, I'd actually, if I was Port Adelaide, I would be trying my very best to get him next year um, as a backup for Paddy Ryder. I know this is a big call and there's a lot of other Ruckman going around, but what have we got to lose? Put him on our rookie list. And, you know, he's obviously shown that he made the state squad, played state footy against West Adelaide, uh, sorry, um, the Waffle a couple of weeks ago and did really well. He's one of the star Ruckman of the sample. What have we got to lose? Pick the guy up. Well, interestingly, um, the... <laughs> He got to, with, with our rucks, so we, we dominated the ruck hitouts between uh, Frampton and Hayes. But unfortunately, their ruckman kicked eight goals. Yeah, so, yeah. So that was the that, that was the difference, mate. So yeah, I, I think you're right. And I, I'd seen some calls around that, that that he could be a reasonable option to 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 look at getting back to our club. I mean, certainly would have been very handy for us on Saturday. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, getting back to the rucks, you, you did mention the hitouts that we won that. But it is a bit concerning when we win the hitouts by that much, but we still get smashed by 79 points um, overall for the whole game. And, yeah, like you said, defensively, 
how could a ruckman go and kick eight goals? It just, it, yeah, it just really makes no yeah. sense whatsoever. And I mean, Sam Hayes had a crack. Um, Franton is trying hard, but he's not. Yeah, he just seems to be sort of plateauing at the moment, doesn't he? He's not sort of playing the same good footy that he was at the start of the year. And yeah, there is a few concerns. I mean, 18 AFL listed players, and I know we, we talked about this last week about being a young side and a lot of young guys, but still, you don't get beaten by 79 points in a game of footy with 18 AFL listed players unless there's something wrong with our game plan or the, the players out there aren't really performing. What do you think, Ken? Yeah, look, I'll, I'll start with the rucks now. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this every week. Um, so, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of be on repeat here. Uh, Hayes and Frampton, look, they will probably be good ruckmen. Uh, Hayes is, is extremely tall. Uh, Frampton is, is doing a great job with, with the hitouts, but there's just no, uh, not, not enough work around the ground or defensive side in these guys, not enough presence to actually really uh, make a make a statement, uh, perhaps at an AFL level. Now, they're even, it appears they're even still coming to grips with SANFL level. So uh, from that side of things, it's, you know, it's going to be difficult. Uh, a few of the guys did, did quite well in the centre, in the clearances with, um, you know, guys like Trengove and Cam Hewitt uh, and some of these guys actually got a fair bit of the ball when it did hit the ground. But again, North Adelaide were just, just too strong that way. Uh, look, you mentioned Todd Marshall. Now, Todd, there was one there was one bit of play that really stood out to me. The ball came down to him and it was a, it was a contest. It was him and a North Adelaide opponent and the ball's in the air. Marshall's ended up having to, I think, spoil it or, or whatever, but the ball's hit the ground. Marshall's had presence of mind to jump straight on it, get it, and snap. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't kick the goal. He kicked the point, but it was just good to see that, you know, he's, he's ready to play again. Yes. Uh, he's, uh, he's, yeah, he might still need another SANFL game or two under his belt. Uh, just he's a young guy, so I guess to get that fitness and confidence back. But um, Todd Marshall really is ready to play. Yeah, so, he's a star for sure. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll talk about as well uh, a little bit about our defence. Um, now, Pittard in particular. So Jasper is the, he seems to be sort of the, the link man in the back line. So whenever a short kick needs to go to someone, I mean, in Jasper's, I, I guess as a positive for him, he's able to make space and get a lot of marks and a lot of easy marks. They'll chip to him, he'll chip to someone else, and might chip back to him. Now, Jasper likes to get the ball and run. He, lo- he loves to run and carry. He doesn't get the opportunity to do that in the SNFL because you've got these small, um, cluttered grounds. And the way that the, the way that other teams are able to predict what we're about to do it just blocks his path anyway. Now, what I'd like to see around that is the fact that we've got McKenzie, who's got that booming long kick. Yes. Yeah. The, you know, sort of the, the floodbuster. The only problem is for McKenzie, if he is going to use that kick, it's it's either going to go to no one because we've got no one down it, or it's going to go to a massive contest. And again, 
we're extremely predictable when we're bringing the ball out of defence, and that's what I've noticed over the last few weeks has been the major cause of the turnovers and the, the ability or the ease with which other sides can kick goals. Yeah, you're right. And the funny thing is we, we definitely get a lot of the footy, and you see that in the stats. I mean, you know, to go down by 79 points and, and not really lose a disposal by that much, it shows that we get enough of it. But you're right, Cam, we just stuff around with it too much in our game plan it's simply not working properly at the moment. And um, I watched the game live against Nord a few weeks ago. And, you know, we around the grounds, we did pretty well with Nord. But then we'd bond the ball along into the forward line and there'd be all mosquito fleet. There'd be no one there to take a grab. Brampton would be down the other end. Hayes didn't play that night. You know, we talked about um, Kane Farrell being, you know, a, a guy that could play tall than what he is. And he does a good job. But, yeah, we really do lack those tools. And, yeah, Marshall tried hard on Saturday. Lindsay Thomas kicked a couple of goals, but there wasn't really much in the way of um, providing a contest up forward, and that's something they're really lacking. And, yeah, I don't know what it is. I, I suppose Matty Lockins, it's, it's he's the first-year coach for the Maggies, and they're still trying to learn his game versus uh, Chad Corden's game last year. But, yeah, it just does concern me that we can win our first two games of the year, draw against you know the Eagles, who, are, who know how good they are, but then we've just been really disappointing the last month. And, yeah, it doesn't get any easier this, this Sunday when we take on South Adelaide at Hickenbotham Oval. No, that's the thing. So when the ball does get down there, it, it is very difficult because there's not a lot of height. I mean, we we had, oh, you know, look at times, Todd Marshall, Sam Hayes. Um, but, again, the opposition side quite strong and have, have good mature bodies. Now, a younger, a sort of younger, smaller guys like Kane Farrell and that are having to run around and try and get the crumbs or, or take contested marks, and they're quite regularly under pressure with that. So, yeah, look, and, and again, I, and I've said this before, I, I don't know whether it's a, a Chad Corns versus a Matty Lockett style or whether it's a uh, Ken Hinckley style. And keeping in mind... In that in that side the other day, we had eleven players who were twenty one and under. Now that says a lot for I think the fact that there's there'll be a lot of development work in these guys. And so if it is a case of all right, guys, we're going to play a possession game, we're going to chip it around. This is what you must do. We want you to get good at this before you're going to be good enough to get at the AFL level. Well, this is where they're going to try it out. Yeah, very true. Yeah, I suppose when you say that 11 guys under 21, that's it's interesting stats. And we did talk about this last week, Cam. I suppose when you go in and you make a grand final and be so close to winning a flag last year that there was that expectation this year that we would be up there again. But we didn't sort of, I suppose, take in the fact about how many players and all that experience we lost. We lost, obviously, Jarman Impey, uh, Jackson Trengo, uh, to the Western Bulldogs and Jesse Palmer and all these other guys that we lost from last year's grand final side. So, yeah, it is a big, big chunk of experience that we have lost and it really is hurting at the moment. And I guess um, they can only keep on trying things and and hopefully things might turn... Uh, I think they can still play finals, but they've got to start winning a few games in a row. And, um, we should probably talk about the game on Saturday more and just a, a bit of a shout-out to Dave Lloyd as well because he provided a really good report today and um, was happy for us to use some of his notes, which we're very appreciative of, of course, so thanks to that, Lloydie. But um, just some of the 
yeah, some of the things we talked about Jack, Jackson, Jackson <laughs> Jasper Pittard before, and he had the most possessions for us on Saturday with 30 disposals. And you look at that and think, okay, he's had, had a good game. But, um, you know, the majority of his kicks were less, with 25 metres or less, which really shows that he's chipping the ball and he's not kicking the ball long and not really making. I mean, it's all good to just chip the ball around and get 30 possessions, but when you're not really taking the game on and kicking it long, like you mentioned before, with what we need to do with Mackenzie and Pittard, then we're just going to be kicking around in circles and those sort of stats don't doesn't make a difference. You know, we want to see Jasper take the game on like we know he can and, you know, kick the ball 40, 50 metres, not 25 metres. That's that's correct. Uh, actually, before we go into that as well, um, I just if, if there's any uh, listeners out there who are who are at the game, uh, it'd be great to hear from you. We've got a few things tonight that uh, we, we'd like a bit of input uh, from you people as well. So uh, please get on the live chat. That'd be great. We'll, we'll be happy to have a chat with you while we're on on air. Yes. Um, yeah, with you're right. Jasper also took ten marks, uh, but that. They were uncontested marks, and again, it, it goes to show, look, he, he does credit to it. He finds the space for players to kick to him, and obviously it's a possession game that, that we're trying to play, but, yeah, he doesn't get the space that he normally likes, um, which I think is a bit of a worry. I will also add to that too, I think. We, okay, the fact that we've got say, 11 players who are 21 and under, doesn't help. We've got some more experienced guys and some, some leaders in the side who, who I think did step up, but I think it, it does generally bring the game down or, or bring, so it can bring other players down. So players who you would expect more from, uh, aren't, I, I don't think they can fully shine in a side like that either. So... I think it would make it very hard for players like Jasper and, and whoever else, um, you know, maybe McKenzie and, and that, to, to really get into the game when the players around them, when they're having to shoulder the full load. Yeah, yeah, it's a fair call. I suppose another one we should talk about is, is Jack Tringo. I mean, his form has been sensational. Regularly gets 25-plus disposals and, and he had 29 on the weekend. Surely he can't be too far away from a game in the senior side. His first game, that would be for the power. What's your thoughts on that one, Cam? Well, yeah, definitely. Um, sorry, I was looking at something. You said Trango, didn't you? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think at the moment Trango is the best of Ferris for the Magpies. He, he's, and I, again, I, I say this regularly, but he just doesn't stop working hard. Now, his game on the weekend... I think now I just had some. Uh, I've got some stats available on this. Again, I think he, he had something like it was nine um, nine contested possessions. It was something like twenty nine? Here, here I. Here we go. There we meet right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love my numbers. Nine contested possessions and twenty nine disposals. Now. Of those, uh, this was the only area that let him down, was that it, of his 29, 21 of those were effective. I think that's around about a 73% or so um, the percentage or average um, or efficiency. He also got six 
clearances as well. So it goes to show how hard he how hard he works. I would love to see, uh, you know, how many k's he runs in a game and how perhaps how many meters he even gains because um, he really does work hard. And I, I think if there was an opening in the power side, Trengo really has to be a look in for that. I mean, he can play. You know, say half back, he can play through the centre. You could even put him on half forward on the half forward line. So yeah, I, I agree. Think he, the, the, yeah, there, there's a bit he could offer. Now, I believe that you bring these recruits in to make your team better. So it's once there's a need, I think Trengove has to be the first one to to go in the side. Yeah, provided it's not a run spot. Yeah. But, <laughs> so, you, you know, I mean, we we know what what Pittard can do. We know what Calais yeah, I'm with you. And another one of our recruits as well, I mean, we'll talk about our recruits in a bit more detail later on, but Trent McKenzie's another interesting one. He, he, I watched him the other week against Nord, and he takes a couple of good grab, contested grabs, and he looks good in defence, but yeah, I just want to see a bit more from him, though, because he has that bowling, you know, huge left foot leg. We saw him, you know, when he was playing for the Gold Coast Suns, he was a star, and especially when he first started with the Suns, he'd regularly bomb the ball long and you know, be one of his the highlights of his game, and, and that's what made him so good at Gold Coast. But he just doesn't. He just seems to be lacking in confidence with the Maggies, and you know, obviously the ball was down there so much on Saturday, and he tried his best. But yeah, I don't know. I just want a bit more from Trent McKenzie. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he's another one I think should get a go. He's his output hasn't been that great in the SANFL. Again, I, I think he's, he's, you know, he's played the, he's played in, in the AFL before. He, I think he could slot in. And you're right. I think it, it does. It's probably the sort of player that it doesn't matter whether he's at SANFL level or AFL level. He'll probably still do, in a sense, the same job, being a, quite a good job. Yeah. Uh, he was one of our best players for contested marks. On the weekend, yeah, um, only had only had twelve disposals, but you know, look, three of those were contested, and of those twelve disposals, uh, eleven of them were effective. That's uh, pretty so, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and again, I, was, I, was, I don't think he really gets to use his strength, which is his raking kick. I don't think he gets the opportunity to use it as much in the SANFL um, because, again. Their game plan seems to be based around short, safe, secure footy. Yeah, so, which which is not going to win your games of footy, and that's where it's got to change, doesn't it? That's right. I, I'd like to see him uh, break out from that. Yeah. Or, or at least be able to break out. A couple of other positives, though, from the game. I really liked Cam Hewitt's game on Saturday, and I think he's another one that we could see playing for the power this year. And Emmanuel Ira and Joel Garner, of course, are... Famous name, that one, <laughs> Big Bird. Uh, but those two guys seem to, you know, every week they seem to have a crack and whilst they're not setting the world on fire, there are a couple of other guys that, you know, they could get a look in this year before we get a couple of injuries or, you know, for if Houston or some of these other guys have a couple of poor weeks in the AFL. Yeah, um, look, okay. Garner was, um, the other day, I mean, I've, I've sort of started, it's, I, I thought it was a really good game from him on Saturday. Uh, particularly, he started to really come into all of his disposals were kicks. Um, and of, of his 11 kicks, 10 
were actually effective. So that, that's not a bad effort. He also took, he was a leading contested mark getter for our team with four. So he's, he obviously, he's used to it. He's got a bit of strength for contested disposals as well. So he's not afraid and he's strong. Emmanuel Ura, I really like, but I don't know that he's quite an AFL player yet. I've seen some glimpses, which I really like. Yeah. Um, I, I love how he backs himself. He reminds me of Jasper Pittard in that he loves <laughs> to take the ball and run. Yes, I but love that too. Reminds, yeah. Yeah, he also reminds me of Jasper Pittard in that sometimes he runs into trouble. <laughs> and um, I just, I'm not sure that he's quite got the... Uh, mental maturity just yet for an AFL game. Uh, I, yeah. I'd, I'd like to see. I'd like to see a bit more of him. Cam Hewitt played an absolute blinder yes. on Saturday. You know, it, it was. And I, something I noted with his game here is his twenty-five disposals. Now, he also he got six clearances right, but his handball receives were only seven, and his contested possessions were eleven. Which indicates to me, those 25 possessions, he went and got most of them himself. I mean, you look at Tringo had um, 14 handball receives, Pittard had 12. Uh, you know, of all the guys who had over 20 disposals, Hewitt had the least amount of handball receives. So he goes in and he, he obviously goes in hard. And gets the footy, and that's what, that's what we want. That's, that's Port Adelaide footy at its best, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And really like that game from him on the weekend. So, look, it, it puts him in very good stead. Yes. And, uh, yeah, look, it, it's it's good to see that toughness in some of these new in, in, you know, new and younger guys. Um, it's what we really want to see. Yeah, definitely. I guess uh, one of the disappointing things was that Carl Amon, I don't know if he's still um, suffering a bit of concussion from that hit from that annoy the other week, but, yeah, he definitely wasn't at his best at all and seems to be lacking in confidence at the moment, Cam. Yeah, he was a bit quiet. I remember thinking, I've got to keep an eye on Carl Amon, but um, he, you, you didn't see a lot of him. I'd really love to see more. I really, yeah, maybe with what happened, I don't know if it shook him up or you know, maybe he's lost a bit of, I don't know, some fitness somehow or something, but yeah, it was, he was definitely uh, difficult to follow on, on Saturday. I really was looking forward to seeing a bit more of him. He did get 18 disposals. Um, he also took 10 marks, but obviously it, there wasn't a lot of impact from him. Yeah, and that's what we want. We want to see the, the run and carry that we know and, and the good use of the footy that we know that he's so good at when he plays well for the power. So hopefully that will change. And um, Don Barry's another one. He, he provides great pressure, but we just want to see him getting more of the footy. Uh, that's one of the things um, that Lloydy mentioned as well. And I 100% agree. Like, that's, you know, in the, when you see him in the power, you see glimpses of it where you think, oh, this guy's going to make it AFL level, but then he'll just die out of the game and just not get enough of the ball. And I guess that's what he's got to do with the Maggies to get back into that power side as well, Cam. Yeah, when you see him, when, when you see him go near the ball on Saturday, you'd think, oh, here we go, something something good's going to happen. But, I mean, again, he's probably one of the ones where I think it, it must be difficult having these uh, more developing players around him. And, I mean, he, he's not, you know, highly established or highly accomplished at this stage, but I think he's got more in him. And, again, I just wonder with the, the lack of uh, 
I guess, mature players, mature bodies, that uh, I, I think it does have an impact on some of these players whereby there's, there's no one around them to help them out or do the right thing. Or, yeah, the, the, the kick might not be effective or whatever, but, you know, there's no one there really with the ability to, to, to mop up or, or try and fix that. And I, I think Dom's got more in him. He got 23 disposals, but I think he's got more in him than what we saw. Yeah, most definitely. Um, speaking of the new recruits, we should probably talk about the new recruits this year. And, and I think we've probably talked about enough about the Magpies and let's hope we can turn things around against South Adelaide on Sunday. But the season so far with our recruits, and once again, as you mentioned, Cam, if there's any listeners out there and they want to interact with Love to hear from you if you have a have a thought about our recruits so far this season or anything else to do with the, maybe the Maggies or the Powers season so far. Love to hear from you. But um, we'll wrap up some of our recruits and we'll start with Jack Watts. Now we know that he's you know a very high draft pick and he's a star, but um, a lot of people sort of saying that he doesn't sort of have that consistency to to be an absolute star of the competition and. and some people were quite critical of us picking him up. I actually think that Jack Watts' season so far has been pretty good. I mean, most games he's been contributing on the scoreboard. I think he's the first game against Freer, I think from memory, he kicked a few goals. And most games he's been kicking at least one or two goals. And whilst he doesn't get a lot of the footy, he, it's just what he does you know, when he gets it. And he doesn't need to have a great deal of the possessions to you know, make a difference on the scoreboard. And the other things as well, like get, bringing other guys into the game and with his silky skills and, you know, we, we need a goal. Like I remember a game or the game against the Gold Coast in China where he really needed the goal in the third term and he just snapped a, you know, a clever snap around the, around the body. He's done that a couple of times this year. So I actually rate him reasonably highly. I think especially the showdown, his first half was quite disappointing, but the second half, he really helped Port get back into that game and, you know, end up with 13 disposals, I think, in the second half. And, yeah, I feel as though Jack Watts has had a pretty good start to the year, especially being a new side and, you know, it always takes a while for new players to gel. What's your thoughts on, on Watsy so far, Ken? So far, he's he's my pick of our recruits. Uh, wouldn't have thought I would have been saying that uh, late last year. And I, there was even a lot of talk on Watts could end up possibly just playing for the Magpies. But he's actually, uh, he's kicked 10 goals for the season, which, um, you know, for our forwards isn't a bad effort. The other thing is, when he's lining up for goal, you've generally got a lot more faith in him than, say, Charlie or even, you know, one of our greatest, Robbie. Yes. Um, you, you, actually, you actually feel like you, you can count on Jack when he's playing or when he's lining up for goal. Now, he averages uh, 14 disposals a game. Uh, he's... Efficiency with the ball is the best of our recruits with uh, 77%. And, um, yeah, look, he spends almost 80% of uh, his time on the ground in the nine games that he's played. So he averages uh, just over four marks a game too. So he'd have to be my pick of the group. And I think he does provide some presence. And um, I think you, you get a bit of a lift out of him. And he's a big guy. With, with a good amount of run and athleticism about it. I think, great pick-up. Yeah, I 100% agree. The next one we'll talk about is Stevie Motlop. Now, we know what he can do. We saw him win the game in the showdown, and that was just so much class with that finish um, in that the last you know 20 seconds of that game, of course. And, you know, he's had a couple of quiet games, but 
Well, it's again a bit similar to Watsy. I think he's he's done his job, and I'll definitely give him a pass mark. And uh, once again, there's a, there's the critics out there just saying, you know, is it worth getting Motlop? He he doesn't have that consistency, and you know, Port already have these sort of flashy forwards and midfielders and things like that. But I think he's another one who's bought an extra. Uh, what's the word? Um, he's bought something to the power side this year, and another sort of scoring avenue. And his silky skills, his ability to weave through traffic and stuff like that. And also a bit like Watts. He doesn't need a heap of the footy to make a difference. And we saw that in the showdown, of course, where he played his best game for the power. He was a bit quiet against the Suns, but we know how good he is. And, yeah, I think Motlop's been a great recruit so far. And like Watts, I reckon they've probably been our best too. Oh, and, and Rockcliffe as well. But, of course, Rockcliffe struggled with injury. But we'll talk about that afterwards. But, yeah, I reckon Stevie's been pretty good so far. Yeah, I didn't realise actually how good he's been. As in, what you're going to get with Motlop is that, uh, as you say, sometimes he can be a bit quiet, sometimes he can really turn it on. And you're always going to get that with him, but he's actually much more reliable than, than I was thinking when I, when I look back over his season so far. I mean, when you look at things like, obviously, it goes without saying, the showdown, the goal in the showdown, but even when you go back to round one, and um, some of the efforts he put in against the Dockers when we just needed to start picking away from the Dockers. And Motlock provided a little bit of that spark. And, and he, he brings a real lift to the team when he does that. He actually he averages 16 disposals a game. Uh, look, his disposal efficiency is at 73%, but he's also um, averages... It, Meets his game, he averages uh, 294 per game. Jeez. So he, yeah, so he is very good at, um, at you know moving the ball, uh, as as we know, and you know he's great to watch when he's when he's on a run. Played every game for the season and uh, has certainly been serviceable. I uh, I remember talking to a Geelong supporter last year about oh look you know there's there's a chance that um, Motlock's coming to court. Early on, they were, they were saying to me, oh, you can have him, you can have him. And then towards the end, it's getting around the finals. I said, no, no, actually, I'd rather we keep him. So <laughs> he, he, he does have value. And as he settled into the side, I think he's going to be handy, particularly in those big games or those big moments when you need him. Yeah, exactly. Like the showdown, that was a perfect example. And, yeah, moving on to Tommy Rockcliffe now, we know that he had an interrupted pre-season and a bit of a slow start. And, he got, got dropped back to the sample, and to his credit, he even said himself that he deserved to be dropped, and, you know, he wasn't at his best, and he was sort of having that calf injury that he suffered against the Bombers, but, you know, since he got into the Magpies and then back into the power side, he really hasn't missed a beat, and oh, he, I think he's been fantastic, especially the last two weeks, probably our bet, one of our best against the Crows, and once again, really good against the Suns, and I'm pretty excited about the rest of the year for Tommy, if he can sort of maintain that sort of form and keep his body fit and, and well, then uh, he's a really, really important player for us and a real key as to how high Port can finish on the ladder at the end of the minor round. What's your thoughts on, on Rockley, um, Cam? Yeah, Rocky, uh, obviously very disappointing. So now I'll actually make one comment. This week, for all those people who are in fantasy footy and super coach, that type of thing, Rockliffe is going to be probably the most traded in player this week. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think everyone knows how good he can actually be. So, 
look, completely spot on. The start to his season uh, was was obviously interrupted. Now he earlier I said that Watts is my pick of our recruits so far. I would say in another few months' time, I'll probably be saying it's Rockcliffe. At the moment, he averages 17 disposals a game. Now, he's a 20-plus disposal type of a player, and we've seen that in, in the last two games and, and even when he was in the SANFL. So there's a number of things here where you know he's kicked, well, four goals for the season, which, considering his form, wasn't a bad effort, I thought. Yeah. Uh, look, disposal efficiency, uh, only, ooh, only 56%. Um, contested possession, though, just under seven, and um, metres gained 212. Now, a lot of that, now that's obviously impacted by his first, uh, I think it was what, first three games of the season. I, I think those stats are going to pick up. I think that they've obviously been heavily improved in his last two games. And I think from here, that's likely to carry on. We know Rockliffe is a better player than, than what he was at the start, and uh, I think that the body's getting right now. He's settling into the team. I think by the end, he'll probably be the pick of our recruits. Yeah, 100% agree with you. And moving on, we talked about these guys a little bit earlier when we talked about our Magpie Sample update. Um, Lindsay Thomas kicked a couple of goals on the weekend and you know, kicked six goals in this first game for the Maggies against uh, the Crows Sample side. And yeah, we, we saw him play for the power and then he, of course, got suspended with that hit on... Um, the Selwood brother, his name escapes me. Oh, Scott Selwood, of course. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yes. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, we just haven't seen the best of Lindsay. And, and we hope that because he, he has got talent and we hope that there's still some life left in him. But, you know, maybe we're starting to see the, the bodies, you know, just staying full apart for Lindsay Thomas. And hopefully it's not going to be his last year. But, I don't know, it does, doesn't look too good at the moment. What's your thoughts on Thomas so far, Ken? So far, unfortunately, I think he's the, well, when I say worst, I, I, I think he's been the least effective of our, um, of our recruits because, look, he's played the one game. He, he showed really good glimpses, and I think I'm, I'm going to have to judge him on that one game, which on the whole was disappointing. Now, you're right, his first game against the before the Magpies was just sensational. Uh, obviously, saw some glimpses early on Saturday again playing for the Magpies against North, but really faded out. I didn't see much more of him at all. And of course, that opportunity against Geelong, which was uh, uh, yeah, not, not a great homecoming. So, uh, so far the most disappointing. But certainly, if he gets his head right, can have the most upside. Yeah, Hampson agree. He's got so much talent. And- yeah, like I said, let's hope that we can still see the best of Lindsay Thomas because we know how good he can be. And we did talk about Trent McKenzie um, in terms of the Magpies. Thing. He's only played the one game for the power as well, like Thomas, and that was against the Bombers in that very disappointing loss, and he wasn't alone in that game. So, yeah, I'm hoping that he gets back into the power side again because he does have a lot of upside, especially if he can keep his body okay. And, you know, with, with his long raking left foot, he can break lines and... I could just see him going quite well for the, the power and fit into our side quite well with our, our fast running, running gun, take the game on sort of style. So hopefully we'll see Trent McKenzie play a couple of games towards, you know, the, or the next part of the season anyway, Ken. 
yeah, I would like to think, I'd like to see Trent get uh, another couple of goes at it because I think there's there's definitely more to him. I mean, he, he's played the one game. Uh, he took took four marks. His disposal efficiency was 90%. Now, we've seen his disposal efficiency in the SANFL. Um, with the, the, with the um, disposals he's got have been, again, he, he's been quite efficient. Uh, Peter's gained in that one game was 244. So mm. he's, uh, yeah, look, there's definitely some potential in him. Um, and, and I would like to see him play more. And, and I guess, Bevo, the, the other one really is who we don't have any AFL stats to go off is, is Jack Trango. Yeah, that's who, right. But um, I think as far as recruits go, I mean, we, we, we remember with Trango, he was a joint captain at um, Melbourne at a very young age, probably put on him a little too young, but that says a lot for him, and he's he's probably a better AFL player than he's been allowed to achieve so far. A hundred percent agree. He, yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I think once he gets a break in our AFL side, I mean, he's not a young developing AFL player. He's a ready-made AFL player who's who can't break into our side. So yes. once he gets in, I, I think a few goes at it, a few cracks at it. And uh, I really think, just from what I've seen in the SAFL, I've got a lot of respect for it now, now that I've seen how he plays. And I'd like to see him um, really get a chance. And I think he's got the ability to take it. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think his skills are sensational. And you know, he was, was a top three draft pick. People forget that. The guy can definitely play. He's had so many injuries, but, geez, if he can get his body right, a bit like McKenzie, you know, these two guys can really play, and Rockcliffe, of course. We didn't pick these guys up for no reason. The, the, the recruiters know that these guys have talent, and if we can get Trengo up and about, he could be a really important player, especially going towards potentially a final series this year. And with his experience and his, you know, his hard body and the fact that he can get the ball in and under and he's a bit of a ball as well, like how you know we talk about wines and how Pepper and the Rockets, these sort of guys, he'd be very important. And yeah, I could see Trengo playing a few games towards the end of the season for the Power, and uh, let's hope that he can keep going well in the Magpies. Cool. When he was picked up too, Ken did say to him that uh, he's not a starting twenty-two player. So that was put to him very early, and he was told you you're going to have to work for this and. He certainly worked for it. But I guess, unfortunately for him, starting on the back foot like that, uh, it's it's very hard for him to break into a side like we've got. But I almost think he's probably, and obviously depending on the type of player, as I said earlier, he's a he's probably at number twenty three or twenty four. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't think he's too far away. And yeah, his attitude's been brilliant. You'd, even though Hinckley said that to him, you never see him complain. You just see him going about his job and. Yeah, he's, I think he's really enjoying the club and being around his uh, good mate, Jackie Watts. So, yeah, well done to Jack Tringo with his season so far. And, yeah, well done to you, Cam, on our player review of the recruits so far. I think um, we've done pretty well. Yeah, we, we have. It was, I knew it was going to be a bit of fun having a look over some of these guys. It'd be interested to see what uh, the listeners have to say about that. I will say, um, Terry said he's trying to dial through on Skype. Uh, he's the, the blue abroad. Oh, right. Oh, we'll, have, but, um, we'll have to try and get him on next week. 
Yeah, Terry, um, we we will we actually do want to have a chat with you next week if we can. We had a bit of trouble finding you, mate. Uh, very sorry, but we we definitely want to have a have a chat with you because we reckon you've got some good stuff. I know some of our listeners will be keen to hear what you've got to say, so we'll, we'll be in touch during the week. So, but uh, yeah, I knew it was going to be a lot of fun reviewing these players and uh, just sort of seeing what they've been doing. It's sometimes good to have a bit of a look and reflect and think, oh, I didn't realise he did that, or you know, it's a Oh, I thought he did better there, so, no, that was fun. Yeah, most definitely, mate. Well, I reckon we'll wrap it up, Cam. It's been um, a blast, as always, to have you on, mate. And, yeah, once again, well done on all your research and all your stats. Uh, great stuff, as always. And a shout-out to Lloydie on his review. That was really good and really helpful with uh, helping us both out with some Magpies inside information there. Hope you all have a great week. Let's hope the Maggies can put up a better performance on Sunday. And let's hope the Power can get the chocolates against the Hawks in Tassie on Saturday. Two, should be two ripping games. Uh, we look forward to speaking to you all again next Monday night. It's a uh, bye for now from me, and I'll uh, see you later, Cam. Yeah, see you, Bevo. Looks been great chatting with you again, mate. And uh, yeah, Lordy, if you get to the footy again this week, let's have another one of those sort of wraps, mate. Uh, <laughs> that was very, uh, very good. I mean, I, I sort of see it from a, a TV point of view, or, or just through, through my digital past. But it's always great to get someone's perspective on the ground level, which is how I prefer to review it as well. So, uh, yeah, look, let's hope we have uh, a more successful weekend next week. And, and um, yeah, really good luck to the boys in Tassie. Uh, yeah, let's hope we knock off the Hawks, eh? Let's hope so, mate. Car on the power and car on the Maggies. <laughs> All right, take care. <laughs> see you next week. You too, see you, mate. Bye. Step up on the plate, don't it? <laughs> Every kid in the backyard with the big trees lined up with the footy before mum calls you in for dinner. The shot for goal after the siren to win it. Jared Poulton, your time has come. Drop part. Your time has come. What a win.